We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, Psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. everyone. This is Patty Conklin with Healing Within. Thank you so much for joining my show. I uh, know you're going to get lots of really good information and lots of uh, uh, tips that you can be using at home about um, stress, uh, natural disasters, PTSD, trauma. Um, I have an incredible guest with me today and uh, we go back a long way but she is fabulous in her field. And I have with me today, Dr. Lori Nadell. And Dr. Nadell is a specialist in acute stress, trauma, and anxiety issues. Her award-winning book, The uh, Five Gifts, Discovering Hope, Healing, and Strength When Disaster Strikes, with a foreword by Dan Rather, was voted one of the best books of 2018 by the prestigious Library Journal. She's also an author of a four-time bestseller, Sixth Sense, Unlocking Your Ultimate Mind um, Power, which was featured on Oprah twice. She's been a guest on Dan Rather's America 
and Coast to Coast with George Nooney. So I'd like to bring you in, Lori. Thank you so much for being with me. How are you, my friend? Thank you. How are you, my friend? It's great to uh, talk to you, and thank you for having me on your show. I am so thrilled that you're here because, wow, what a world we're living in right now. And uh, lots of natural disasters, lots of man-made disasters. And I think it's just so important for people to understand um, how to cope, how do we cope. You have done so much and you've been through so much. I'm going to kind of give a little preamp here of just um, uh, 9-11 Um, and lead you into that because while you did not live uh, down near, um, uh, yeah, the World Trade Centers, um, Trade Towers, you were, uh, you had your office in Manhattan. And so talk to me about that. I know we've got stuff we could go back to, but let's just kind of start with 9-11 moving forward in the different uh, trauma situations that you've personally been involved with and how that helps you as a psychotherapist to help your clients. Well, thank you for uh, asking about that. Uh, September 11th, uh, my office was uh, in the FEMA zone. It was south of 14th Street. Um, It was... um, uh, across the street from what was then a, a major hospital serving uh, downtown at Ground Zero, and I, um, I I was not in the office that day, but the area was sealed off, and uh, when we were able to get back into the office because of the uh, the the uh, there was a uh, we call it a, a disaster zone just north of the office. It was the northern perimeter of the Ground Zero zone. Um, the office was covered in um, was covered in dust, and uh, the the dust was the toxins from the World Trade Center. And of course, we um, don't like to think about this, but the powder from human debris, and people who yes. were vaporized, and uh, and you know we we vacuumed and we put in air filters and. Um, I started looking for a new office, but between the time that I found the new office, I, I had uh, over 150 hours of exposure in an enclosed space, breathing, um, you know, breathing the air, the contaminated air. Yeah. And uh, and then three years later, I, I developed uh, what is now uh, kind of uh, permanent chronic uh, lung lung damage. Uh, because of having inhaled too much of the uh, powder. But uh, most of my clients were living downtown or working downtown. And uh, then after about a year, I started a program for teenagers whose fathers were killed in the World Trade Center. And I ran that with a local hospital for a couple of years. And I am still um, receiving calls from people and uh, speaking to people who are still affected by 9-11, especially this past anniversary was extremely uncomfortable. It was extremely painful for uh, uh, for, for many people, uh, kid, kids whose fathers were killed who are now young adults, as well as right. first responders. It, it seemed to have kicked up a lot of flashbacks for people. And unfortunately, we're living in very turbulent times. We're living in very dangerous times. And uh, I think that, that the uh, importance of developing a spiritual mindset, spiritual values that can help us to uh, cope with these kind of upheavals and adversities has never been more important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so hard for people once you go through 
such a severe trauma, whether it's 9-11, you yourself also experienced Hurricane Sandy um, with with your home uh, and and the trauma associated with that. And, you know, the flashbacks that people get. I mean, I'm a firm believer, uh, as most of you know, that our disease begins with emotional cores. And those emotional cores um, can start building and creating pain and leading to disease. And so as these disasters hit and people don't have a coping mechanism um, to deal with it and or it's a continuation of traumas, um, a continuation of traumas or those triggers of traumas. Um, Talk to us a little bit about Hurricane Sandy because that wasn't too long ago either. Well, about seven years ago, um, I, I lived, uh, and I'm back living on Barrier Island, just south of Long Island. It's it's just uh, southeast of uh, the New York City line. And uh, I had a beach cottage for 20 years, and I had uh, three and a half to four feet of water from the uh, intercoastal waterway and the ocean that completely destroyed uh, the house. I uh, was hiding uh, with my boyfriend and my cat. We're up in the attic. And uh, the water came in and came in with such force that the uh, refrigerator was floating and the couch was floating and the washing machine were floating. And it was like being in the movie Titanic. Wow. Wow. uh, You know, and in that moment, I felt extremely calm and I felt that I was spiritually being kind of lifted up. And I I received a message from spirit that said, uh, you know, as we are pushing, as the water is pushing out the walls of your house, we are pushing out the walls around your heart. And wherever you go, you will carry the peace and magic of your home within you now. Wow. uh, So, so I was um, really, it was kind of like a mystical experience for me, as well as a, a great teaching on you know, what the Buddha calls, you know, the message of impermanence. Right. Because, um, you know, everything that I built in 20 years was wiped away in about 20 minutes. Wow. And it was uh, staggering to stand there and see it happen. Now, I'm one of those people who's very calm in an emergency, but um, it wasn't until several months later that the real pain and horror started to hit because I was I was busy um, dealing with FEMA, dealing with insurance companies, fighting for money. Um, I was told that I had to rebuild my home. Um, it, it was, uh, you know, that the whole island, the whole northeast, there were a thousand miles of coastline and a million people who were affected. And uh, it was really, really debilitating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, I, I know that I was... Trauma. I was driving from Buffalo and actually went west to come back uh, down to Georgia uh, during Hurricane Sandy. And and even being that far inland, my car was buffeted by just horrific winds, just even attempting to drive um, that far inland. And uh, and I can't imagine what you were going through in, in all of that experience. And, you know, one of the things that... I question is when you hear of a hurricane coming in, you know, and coming up the East Coast or, you know, hitting anywhere in the in the continental United States, does it trauma trigger any trauma for you? Oh, I I have. And and everyone I know who went through Hurricane Sandy, we we have flashbacks and we get knots in our stomach. You know, we get agitated. 
um, you know, heartbeat increases and, um, and we can't stop watching it. So I, I, I jokingly call it hurricane porn. It's like when you first watch porn when you're in college and you're like, oh, my God, I can't uh-huh. believe I'm watching that. But then you can't stop watching it. You know, right. You're like glued to the TV. And, you know, it, it's very um, it's very unsettling. Um, it never feels safe. It never feels calm. And um, and ultimately, you know, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm I'm actually going to be moving inland uh, sometime next year because it's just it's um, it's too close to the edge of, yeah. of the sea right now to be living right. On, I mean, it's beautiful living on the ocean, but uh, you know the storms are not the storms are increasing. Right. And you know, I wrote the book because even if we all sit down and all the stakeholders agree on what we need to do to eliminate uh, climate change, then. Um, you know, we're still going to have millions of people who were traumatized. And a year later, you know, I look back at Hurricane Florence, Hurricane Michael, um, you know, Hurricane Maria years ago. I mean, people are still fighting their way through it. Many right. people, and, and this is one of the chapters in my book that talks about financial trauma. Every natural disaster is a socioeconomic disaster. Mm-hmm. And millions of people will go bankrupt. Millions of people will never be able to get their homes uh, back. Right. Uh, millions, mil- millions of people uh, will, will go under financially because of, of how much these catastrophes cost. Right, and, right. And uh, we are not in this country mentally prepared or spiritually prepared to deal with long periods of hardship. And when you speak to people who live in the third world or people who live in Europe, where they've been through wars and they've been through famines and they've been through um, you know, natural disasters and terrorism in the UK throughout the 1970s, they have an equanimity to them because right. they have they have these five gifts which came to me when I was meditating a few months after Hurricane Sandy and these five gifts that will help us are uh, humility, patience, empathy, forgiveness, and growth. Wow. Wow. Well, when we come back, let's talk about those and, and uh, how we put those in our life and how we look at those um, in terms of, of being able to deal with our life. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes, and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your Quarter Pounder. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Now it's time for a plant fact. 
Roses are one of the oldest ornamental plants in cultivation, with a history going back over 5,000 years. The philosopher Confucius wrote about them, and Roman emperors treated their guests to dining on carpets of rose petals, with thousands more raining down from above. Become a part of this epic history by planting a proven winner's rose. Just look for the white containers at your local garden center or visit provenwinnerscolorchoice.com. Seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Path Home Shamanic Art School proudly presents the Gathering of Shaman 2019 Fall Retreat, Manifestation Samhain. Join me, Certified Shamanic Instructor Gwilda Wiecka, in the magnificent Colorado Mountains this November 2nd and 3rd for a life-changing event. Participate in unique teachings and ceremonies that will put the power and magic of shamanic manifestation into your hands. Sit in circle with like-minded individuals, sharing group energy and the power it generates. Classes will be held in a facility next to the beautiful, majestic Arkansas River, further empowering the experience. Space is limited, so reserve your spot today. For more information, visit findyourpathhome.com or email touchin at findyourpathhome.com. Hi, everyone. This is Patty Conklin with Healing Within. Thank you so much for being uh, with me and listening and learning and hopefully being a part of uh, the healing curve of this process. My guest today is Dr. Lori Nadell, and she's a psychotherapist and and uh, many, many, many things that I could go on and, and tell you how wonderful this woman is. If you have been going through a disaster or have had a trauma, um, look for her book, The Five Gifts, Discovering Hope, Healing, and Strength When Disaster Strikes. So, Lori, thanks for coming back. Let's talk about those five gifts that, uh, that you just mentioned. Talk to me about each one and how, how it helps an individual getting through trauma. Uh, humility, you know, it, it, when I ask people, would you rather have humility or a million Twitter followers, people laugh. But most people would rather have a million Twitter followers. This is a culture that, you know, admires fame and popularity and, um, you know, people who seem to be, you know, plugged in 
and uh, we 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 don't really value modesty and humility and uh, people just kind of uh, very often like when I go to an airport I'll 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 thank the people who are sweeping up the airport or, or cleaning the bathroom mm-hmm. because they do their work with such humility and it's so important you know, that they're kind of keeping it clean or the guards who are standing by in Penn Station, you know, I'll, I'll thank them because we, we need uh, to have that protection now, especially yeah. now. And, um, and and these people, uh, the soldiers, for example, who are, you know, fighting every day so that, you know, we can keep our freedom, they do their work with humility. They don't expect, you know, to uh, receive any uh, celebratory awards or... Um, they don't expect to be famous for it. And with humility, it gives us the grace to be able to say, you know, what I used to say to myself is, Laurie, as horrible as this is, it, it isn't happening to you personally. It's happening to a million people. Right. And, you know, it, it, it's the ability to say um, suffering is universal. Um, it's part of the human experience my suffering or my hurt or my loss at this time, you know, it's, it, it's maybe the worst to me in this moment, but it's just, it's, it's part of life. And yeah. instead of saying, why me? Humility, let's just say, why not me? I, I, I'm not special. There's nothing, there's nothing in, in my life script that says I, I should never suffer. Right. Everybody goes through some pain in life. Humility is the gift that lets us accept it with grace. Yes. And I find that, you know, when I'm really suffering, and I'll pray to God, say, God, please give me the humility to accept where I am right now. I'm not who I think I should be in this moment. Um, that gift of humility grounds me, and it makes me feel safe, even when I'm not safe at all. Right. Um, right. The next gift is patience. And patience, it, it reveals to us that sometimes this hurt goes on much longer than we thought it was going to go on. Right. You know, sometimes the hurt goes on. Uh, we can find that the second anniversary or this past year with 9-11, it was the 18th anniversary. And many people found that they were having nightmares and flashbacks and they were having a very hard time getting through uh, the ceremony if they were a family member. Uh, it kicked up a lot of, of, uh, of, of visceral memories. And patience is the gift that lets us accept that you know the the grief will come and go over time, and it will be unpredictable. And right. when it hits us, yeah. or a flashback hits us, uh, the gift of patience let, lets us accept that you know it's not it it it's not over. It may not ever be a hundred percent over, um, but patience lets us be human, yes. and be human with ourselves. Uh, the third gift is empathy, and empathy is the gift of uh, connecting with each other and connecting with ourselves. Um, it's the feel-good gift, you know, of all the... I used to call them, or I wanted to call the, the book The Five Unbearable Gifts, which uh-huh. Buddhist monks loved the title, because there's a paradox in each of these five gifts. We don't really want them, especially not in the United States. It's like, right. you know, right. patience is a gift. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, and, and publishers said, you know, if they're unbearable, people won't want them. Hmm. And so... Um, empathy is the only gift that's not unbearable because the more you give, the more you get. And we usually see this huge rush of empathy the first two or three months after a disaster. 
But yeah. then, you know, the news cycle moves on and humanitarian workers and first responders move on and the people who have, have, have d- d- direct loss or who have uh, lost somebody or have, have been directly involved in witnessing what happened or they've been working, you know, in that, in that arena there or working to help someone who was directly affected. Um, those, uh, th- those people are left with the pain. And they're not necessarily, they're not getting the rush of empathy because the rescue workers and the first responders and a lot of people have moved on and they feel abandoned. And very often after three to six months, um, you know, loved ones or family members or friends will say, uh, what's wrong with you? You should be over it by now. Like, why are you still upset? Why are you still upset? I know that after 9-11, oh, six or seven days after 9-11, I was um, giving a lecture uh, out at uh, out in Colorado, and I said that the the greatest devastation will truly come if all of this love and empathy that we're showing each other right now because of this horrible disaster, um, if all of the love and empathy and kindness and so forth that we're giving, if we go back to the way we were, um, honking horns, being disrespectful, not being nice and kind to each other, that's going to be um, the greatest disaster. It, not the disaster itself is not holding that place of empathy. And and unfortunately, we we backtracked. We went right back to, uh, in many cases, the way we were. And I think that's 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 the the point of the gift of empathy in in, in long term healing is that we need sustainable empathy. Yes. You know, we we need we need to value our friendships um, as you and I do the the empathic connections that we have with people. Yeah. Um, the the roots of friendship that go very deep. Um, very we, true. We you know we we really we need to honor those and we need to value those and we need to strengthen those because that that is how we grow and that is how we heal long term. Yes. Um, and I I always when I have run programs in the past they've gone on for two years three years sometimes even four years after Hurricane Sandy because people do get triggered when there's coastal flooding or when there's coastal storms or when there there are hurricanes in another part of the country. And um, I will say that the community where I live in Long Beach, New York, has become much more empathetic to uh, other communities when there are tornadoes or uh, earthquakes or um, or hurricanes, especially. Uh, we, we do go out of our way to help people with uh, cleaning supplies, and Christmas decorations, and you know the, the, the basic stuff of life that gets that gets wiped out in a in a storm or right. natural disaster. So we, I think, it's given us the roots of of a continual ongoing empathy. And I think as a society, as we become, as we are becoming increasingly more dissociated and disconnected because people believe that their relationships online are more important than real world relationships, um, I think that we need empathy more than ever. Totally agree. What's the next one? And the next one is forgiveness. And people think that forgiveness is like a light switch that, that, you know, you turn it off, you turn it on. Um, but, but I like to think of forgiving as, as a noun that you can step into what it's like to be in a forgiving state of mind and you can, um, 
you can be forgiving of somebody 5% today and 20% tomorrow and 80%. You may never get to 100%. It can shift. But as long as you are in a forgiving state, the important the important person that we need to begin forgiving is ourself. We yes. need to begin forgiving ourself because we weren't able to prevent it from happening in the right. first place. Right. So and, true. And, and, and the final gift is growth. And we are growing all the time. I mean, we don't have to do anything to make ourselves grow and replenish our hair grows, our nail grows. When you cut your when you cut your finger, um, your healing intelligence knows how to make healthy new skin cells. And emotionally we also know how to heal um, and form scar tissue around some of these trauma wounds. Now, all emotions are stored as molecules in the limbic system, which is the emotional brain, which is where um, all of our emotions originate and all of our emotions uh, reside, literally in the form of of molecules. Mm -hmm. And when we have gotten to the gift of growth, we're able to look back on what happened and say, even though I wish it never happened, and even though... Um, I would never wish it on anybody else. I still feel that uh, I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't uh, grown from that experience, if I hadn't learned what I'd learned, if I hadn't formed the connections and relationships and friendships right, that, right. Um, you know, that, that strengthened me, if I hadn't learned the value of empathy, if I hadn't learned um, how to be able to connect and, and, and feed my soul and help nurture other people, yeah. I wouldn't have learned all of that if I hadn't gone through this loss. And right. that is, that's what we call post-traumatic growth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the, the things that I always look at is that, that there's always good that comes out of bad and you may not yeah. recognize it right away, and it may take the rest of your lifetime before you realize yeah. how you grew, because yeah. you will grow. And it's your choice as to whether or not you're making it a healthy growth or a not so healthy growth. But, um, and I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying that growth occurs because of it and kindness will come along with it and the empathy when you recognize that, that um, being being there for other people is so important. So we'll continue this when we come back. I uh, really appreciate you coming on today, Lori. Oh, my pleasure. We'll see you on the other side. Thank you. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is... Are you ready for spring? Well, now's the perfect time to head out to your local garden center and pick up a hydrangea from Proven Winners to add to your landscape. Proven Winners hydrangeas are gorgeous and simple to care for. There's just no better or easier way 
to enjoy a flower-filled summer. Take the time to plant one now and look forward to years of enjoyment and compliments. Look for Proven Winners Hydrangeas in the white containers at your favorite garden center. Now it's time for a plant fact. Everyone loves lilacs, but there's more to them than meets the eye. Their scientific name is syringa, which derives from the Greek word syrinx for panpipes. This is because their stems are filled with a spongy pith that can be removed and the hollow wood played like a flute. You can get your own lilac or any of the award-winning Proven Winners flowering shrubs at your local garden center or visit provenwinnerscolorchoice.com. This reality as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com, or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Hi everyone, it's Patty Conklin and Healing Within. Thank you so much for joining me today and my guest, Dr. Lori Nadell, psychotherapist and uh, author of The Five Gifts. Uh, Lori has been through so much, not only personally, but as a professional in helping other people. And, you know, one of the things I did want to touch on, and we've touched on the World Trade Center, obviously you had your office in in downtown in New York City, and uh, Hurricane Sandy affected you personally in your home. Um, But you're also a member of the International Critical Incident Stress Foundation, um, working on debriefing teams with first responders and teachers at Parkland, Florida. I can't imagine something so challenging. You know, um, there are really, there are, there are no words. And, um, you know, I, I have tremendous uh, respect for the, for the courage and, and also the, uh, the empathy of, of the first responders who worked on that uh, tragedy mm-hmm. and also for the teachers who I've gotten to know uh, who uh, continued uh, to show up uh, the next day and the next day, and soon wow. as the school opened and coming back, you know, in September, uh, I gave a workshop for 200 teachers. Uh, and when the when the first term, the September term began, which was around the time of the six month anniversary uh, of the shooting, and six months is when you kind of start to come out of shock, but you're feeling very very vulnerable. And um, you have to walk back into the place where, you know, not only do you have visual reminders, 
But every time there's a fire drill bell that goes off, uh, the kids are jumping out of their skin, you're jumping out of your skin, uh, because the sound is clearly a trigger for all of those trauma molecules to, to reactivate. Yeah. And uh, it was a really, it was, it was such a blessing and an honor for me to be able to share with the teachers and with some of the first responders some of the emotional first aid techniques that I've developed over time that work within seconds to, yeah. um, they, they work within seconds to take the edge off, to lower stress levels, uh, to bring people back into their body, to help them and to help them to help kids as well to um, kind of de-escalate so that um, it doesn't become overwhelming or paralyzing. Right. And what we can learn, and the reason why I have a chapter on first responders, is that, that we can learn from first responders this wonderful movement within the first responder community called critical incident stress management, which which really gives um, you know, young firemen, police officers, rescue workers permission to acknowledge when something is just too visceral, it's too disturbing, it's too creepy, especially when there are children involved and they have to right. look at uh, you know, dead children, they weren't able to save a kid, um, their young parents. How do you process that? How do you come to terms with that so that you can get up the next day and go to work and face another critical situation? And what we can learn from first responders is that it's appropriate to be scared. It's appropriate to be upset. It's appropriate to um, have difficulty eating or sleeping or have surges of adrenaline where you know you feel you know very jumpy. The important thing is to know how to manage those surges of stress in a yeah. healthy way. And yeah. that's really, that's what, what we call it, emotional first aid or psychological first aid. And that's really the first part of my book, The Five Gifts, is all about what we need to do so that we know uh, if we're going to be in a hurricane or we're going to be, you know, in a, uh, a natural disaster or we, we've just escaped from a fire. These are the symptoms to look for. Um, this is what, you know, we're likely to have. Um, your heart's likely to be racing, your blood pressure's likely to be elevated, you might have difficulty focusing, you might feel agitated, you might feel like crying, you might have knots in your stomach. All of these are normal reactions to an abnormal situation. Right. And what we need to do is learn how to identify them and how to help ourselves in taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Have you found, I mean, I know years ago I read different researches that... uh, um, that psychiatrists, psychotherapists, police officers had a very high uh, suicide rate. Um, yes. Are we finding that uh, to be overshadowed by first responders that really aren't used to these situations? Or are we seeing an increase in deaths among uh, first responders? Um, sadly, we are. Uh, the New York City Police Department is at. Uh, they just started an initiative to uh, um, for uh, suicide prevention and postvention uh, outreach. I'm actually trained in suicide prevention and mm-hmm. postvention. Uh, I've worked with a number of uh, young women whose uh, husbands were first responders who had threatened or at high risk for suicide. Um, a colleague of mine had said that that very often when. Uh, when a first responder retires and he or she, you know, has time on their hands, they're not getting yeah. up every day to go in and um, and do the work. Uh, that's when the flashbacks start to happen, and that's when 
very often uh, they they will commit suicide later on when when the delayed stress uh, reactions start to hit them, the grief reactions start to hit them, yeah. and the feelings of helplessness uh, because you know they they can save thousands and thousands of lives, but it may be that one person who they weren't able to save that's going to stay with them. And so it's so important, the outreach that's going on in the first responder community says so important and among veterans to be there um, to offer support, to listen, and to also understand if you're a family member, it's just very important to, to listen and to watch and to be present uh, for that person who's, who's suffering because very often the pain runs so deep that there are no words. Right. And you just have to be present in a compassionate way. Right. But so many people, I mean, they're not trained. You know, they're they're right. not trained to hold space and, and right. to be present and be there and so forth. And, and you know, I think that that's one of, one of the challenges we have in this country and other countries is how do we get the average everyday person to, let's go back to empathy, to really understand empathy and what it's like. I mean, as a, as a traveler of, of uh, <clears throat> 66 countries now, way too many, um, you know, it gave me a totally different sense of understanding when I was able to uh, see uh, in extreme poverty. I mean, I grew up in poverty. Um, but nothing compared to what I saw. Right. Um, and it gave me a very empathetic heart, I believe, um, in being able to be there or work at different um, women's shelters or soup kitchens or, you know, what have you um, around the world. But the average person doesn't have that. I mean, I think we we are still less than 15%, 17% of individuals who actually have passports that go someplace other than Mexico or Canada for a cruise um, that really understand the world. How do we help people, um, the average person who's listening today, who may not have suffered a tragedy or severe loss or poverty, um, how do we help them understand for their friends that have gone through? How do we how do we increase their empathy? And maybe you know, maybe I'm so, just barking up the wrong tree. I don't know. Well, I I think it's a human need. I, I you know again, we need to really learn from other cultures and other spiritual traditions and from people who don't have um, the luxurious lifestyle that that we have mm-hmm. we really need to reframe that to reframe that owning things or buying things you know is is not it it it's really it's not going to help us when the chips are down right you know it, right. it's um uh, you know we we need core human connection and uh i i, I just wanted to you know touch base on something that, that you mentioned um, years ago, when I, I was I was a young reporter, I was a photojournalist, and I was uh, covering a uh, gold rush in the in the jungle in South America. And I there was a mudslide, and while everybody was out there shoveling mud, I went for a walk in the woods, and I came upon this man who was living under a lean-to, and he had like no teeth and like a long beard. And I guess you know I I maybe I should have been scared of him, but he looked pretty peaceful and he was uh, heating water in a in a chipped tin cup and then he poured in like a, a tablespoon of powdered condensed milk 
and he stirred it and he stirred it and stirred it and he gave me the cup and he told me to sit down and I said no 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 I don't want to eat your breakfast but he insisted and as I was drinking his breakfast this man had the biggest smile I've ever seen in my life. Yes. It was like it lit up the whole jungle. And his generosity and his gentleness in, in giving me his breakfast made him the happiest man. And I thought, this is the richest man in the world. Yes. I've never forgotten that. His soul was so happy by sharing all he had with someone who was a total stranger, just like wandering, this gringo woman wandering through the jungle. Uh, <laughs> You know, and, and I never forgot that because after Hurricane Sandy, when we had no water, um, I, I found I, I, had, uh, I had some water, a uh, bottle of water I gave to my neighbor, and she came back and brought me a cup of tea, and I burst into tears. And I mm-hmm. felt that it's in those moments of, of pure sharing and pure empathy and pure giving that, um, that, that we shine and yes. we, we help other people to shine. And you know, it, I, I hate to say that hardship is 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 the is, is like the fairy godmother of empathy, but in a way, in a way, she is. Yes. Because with hardship, we really come to appreciate those shining, sparkling moments of genuine kindness. Yeah. And yeah, that silver lining. So much more than that. We 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 just need so much more of that in the world right now, and we can begin, you know, very simply by uh, thanking somebody as we you know go through our day thank the cashier at the supermarket you know make eye contact tell that person i hope you have an easy shift you know yeah. make a human connection um, If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD. Are you ready for spring? 
Well, now's the perfect time to head out to your local garden center and pick up a hydrangea from Proven Winners to add to your landscape. Proven Winners hydrangeas are gorgeous and simple to care for. There's just no better or easier way to enjoy a flower-filled summer. Take the time to plant one now and look forward to years of enjoyment and compliments. Look for Proven Winners hydrangeas in the white containers at your favorite garden center. $40 value for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. Hi, everyone. It's Patty Conklin and Healing Within. Thank you so much for listening in today. And I hope you're getting some valuable information and kind of want to go over with you now. My guest, Dr. Lori Nadell, is the author of The uh, Five Gifts, uh, Discovering Hope, Healing, and Strength When Disaster Strikes. She's also best uh, four-time best-selling author of The Sixth Sense, Unlocking Your Ultimate Mind Power, uh, which was featured twice on Oprah. And so, Lori, we've known each other, golly, a good 20, yeah. 22 years now. In, um, in this lifetime. 
in this lifetime and and we think very much alike and and uh and and i know for you and i um empathy is an important part of our life and and uh not only for each other but certainly for everyone we work with but when we're when we're experiencing a natural disaster or when we've gone through something horrific that's man-made um what are what are some of the cues that we can start helping people as they listen to this? What are things that they can be doing? Because as we both know, disease is going to be coming from those emotional situations, and um, and people need to be able to forgive, be able to be empathetic, be able to let it go. Um, what kind of things can we? look at in terms of doing and i'm gonna i'm gonna start out because i think it's an important piece um we were talking about people hold on to such materialistic things um you know kind of moving out of that space but one of the things i found that helps people become empathetic is to volunteer yeah yeah volunteering is great or even you know asking somebody or a friend or something sometimes what do you need you're mm-hmm. just asking the question, you know, what what do you need? Sometimes um, just, you know, offering to come and sit with somebody if they're having a tough time. Um, that's very important. Uh, I think, you know, with with, uh, with kids, uh, sometimes when your kids get scared, uh, one of my emotional first aid uh, tools is to breathe in a soothing color and to feel that color finding its way anywhere within that would like to feel relaxed and calm. And then as you exhale, release any tension or release anything you don't want to feel by breathing out a different color. So you can inhale a wonderful soothing color and feel that it's hitching a ride on the oxygen molecules and it's going to get all the way into your fingertips and your toes. And then as as you breathe out, exhale anything you want to get rid of by breathing out a different color. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like my color works to me. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, very, 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 very similar. But very it can be similar. different each time. Different yes. each time. You know, your your unconscious mind will give you a different color each time. And you know, one day it might be red, and another day it might be brown. Yeah. Um, some people breathe in brown because they feel it's very grounding, and uh, or it or it feels like honey, like well, when you put also, honey in tea. It's also understanding that don't yeah. put an emotion to the color. Right. Just exactly. do what your body needs in that moment. Exactly. What about for PTSD? When when people are having flashbacks, how do we help them move through um, their flashbacks? Um, what's your advice on that? The the quickest technique that I know is is to throw all of your energy down to the soles of your feet and just feel that gravity is pulling all of those uncomfortable feelings because flashbacks are literally in your body. It's the nervous system giving, giving you a cascade of very unpleasant molecules. Your body feels like it's hot-wired, like you want to jump out of your skin. So just get all of those unpleasant um, sensations and, and feelings down to the soles of your feet and rub your feet on the ground so that the only thing that you're aware of is the contact that your feet are making on the ground and the sound that your feet are making as they rub on the ground and, um, and almost like you're looking at the world through the soles of your feet. And when you do that, it will disconnect the flashback app. 
Again, yeah. Your body can, your mind can't do a flashback. Your feet can only do feet things. So your feet cannot do anxiety. Your feet cannot do flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, and and your feet will help you to disconnect the immediacy of the flashback. Yeah. Um, another yeah. thing that you can do is to is to, and this does help. Um, is that this is a flashback. I know it's a flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't change what's happening because somebody, one of my colleagues described a flashback. It's kind of like your your brain is trying to eliminate or or vomit out the unpleasant sensations, mm. the unpleasant feelings. Yeah. And so you, you kind of have to you, you kind of have to roll with it until you can take the edge off and you can you can you can get it um you can minimize it uh, minimize the impact by rubbing your feet on the floor yeah um there there are those two things are probably the fastest uh call them EFA or emotional first aid tools in your arsenal and you can use them with kids too if your kid starts freaking out say okay um, put all your attention down at your feet. Imagine that everything, you know, everything that you that you're thinking or feeling is like a cursor on your cell phone. You're going to swipe it down to the soles of your feet. Rub your feet on the ground, and yeah. just let your feet do the uh, rubbing, and listen to the sound that your feet make. And that will that will disconnect anything that's going on in the head or right. higher up in the body. And those two tools, I think, should be in everybody's arsenal. Um, the other thing to be aware of, is PTSD is now a national epidemic, according to the National Institutes of Health. 44 million of us are reported to be suffering from PTSD, but it is possible to get it from watching images, disturbing images. Mm-hmm. Vicarious traumatization is a real diagnosis, and it used to be confined to people who worked in like police department communications uh, or newsrooms. I worked for 20 years in hard newsrooms where you're looking at death and destruction for 10 hours a day. That right. can cause the same physical reactions as direct exposure to even a near miss on the road or yeah. seeing somebody you know, having an accident or getting, getting injured. So it's important to monitor how much time you're actually spending looking at screens and take a news break. You know, if there's a particularly disturbing story on the news and you're getting upset, turn it off. Right. Take a news break for 24, 48 hours because exposure to those images will cause the same physical symptoms as a direct exposure to a traumatic event. Yeah. One of the things we haven't covered, and I and I want to make sure we, we cover it in this show, is um, caretakers of individuals yeah. with PTSD or or a caretaker of someone who's been uh, through a traumatic um, event. Um, it's so hard on the caretaker. And, and I think that we don't acknowledge it enough sometimes of what trauma they go through when they see their loved ones um, going through trauma. Um, I know you and I spoke, I think, maybe a month or so after uh, Hurricane Sandy. Right. And uh, and I was still concerned and and uh, I won't say worried, but concerned because I knew you were OK physically, uh, but concerned about how you were doing mentally. If you're living with someone who has been through a traumatic event, uh, let's say you're the spouse of a of an officer, of a first responder, what what are some tools that they can use to center themselves, not just in assisting their loved ones, but what tools can they use? 
Well, you know, you're raising an, an interesting point that's becoming much more, uh, you know, people are much more aware. It's called uh, compassion fatigue or caregiver burnout. And mm-hmm. it affects humanitarian workers, nurses. Um, there's now um, a federal uh, grant, uh, New York City hospitals, where we're actually introducing uh, something called soul collage into the hospital system to help uh, medical staff and personnel deal with compassion fatigue. Uh, issues. I think it's really important to um, to be aware that secondary trauma is real, yeah. and that it's it. You know, I that the new book I'm working on is called "Let Your Soul Catch Up: Five Minutes a Day to Resilience and Calm." And I just recommend hit the pause button for five minutes a day and do something that feeds your soul. Listen to music. Um, you know, put your feet up. Um, you know, drink something, drink a cup of tea or something that you like, look out the window, you know, lie down, um, listen to, you know, something that uh, takes you away to Hawaii, um, think think about something that you like to do, um, sit in your garden, play with your pet. Um, it doesn't have to be something like earth shaking or, you know, mindful, you can pray, you know, pray one of your favorite Psalms, but but set a time every day, maybe, you know, five minutes to 12 or right after you prepare lunch and sit, sit down for five minutes a day and let your soul catch up. Yeah. That is the best antidote that I know of for caregiver burnout and compassion fatigue. I know that uh, I have an app on my phone that will vibrate and it tells mm-hmm. me to breathe for five uh-huh. minutes to just oh, stop. Good and breathe. And, you know, it's one of the things that, that I looked at in traveling abroad in some of the Middle Eastern countries of having uh, the chimes go off, you know, in the square and so right. forth. And, um, and I loved it. I loved it because it always made me stop and, and give pause and be grateful uh, for my life. And I think people, especially in today's world in the United States, need to be able to take time and take those breaks throughout the day to breathe, to be calm, to to be aware of the fact that so much of the time we're running at a frenetic pace and we really have to calm down, be quiet and um, and soothe our soul, so to speak. Right. Yeah. And, and just just five minutes a day. If you start, you know, the research shows that we need 20 minutes a day of yeah. mind-body relaxation to um, help with our resting heart rate, uh, lower unhealthy stress levels, uh, prevent, you know, flare-ups of uh, hypertension and diabetes and help the immune system. But right. I don't know anybody that's got 20 minutes a day, especially if you're um, an active person or you're a parent or you're a caregiver. Um, so start with five minutes a day and the research shows that if you can work up to four five-minute windows a day, you will get the same physical benefits and health benefits and mental health benefits as if you sit and meditate for 20 minutes a day. Beautiful. So start with five minutes a day. 